Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the First and Pole podcast. What I want to talk about today is a couple of the matchups tomorrow in NFL action, as well as a story I read this morning out of men's college basketball last night um, when I was doing my daily review of uh, highlights and scores from all the different sports last night. But I'll start it out with the uh, the matchups at 425 in the late afternoon games tomorrow. The Green Bay Packers are at home against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they're currently sitting as a five and a half point favorite over the Panthers. And I guess that's justifiable because they, they are one of the top teams in the NFC this season. They're coming off a rough uh, road loss last week at the Chargers. So they'll definitely be coming out fast and uh, looking for some vengeance in this game but they're going up against the Panthers who are you know in their own right a team that's on a roll right now Uh, the Panthers are four and one in their last five they're three and one on the road and they've only lost one game since Kyle Allen came in relief of Cam Newton earlier in the season with his injury Um, Christian McCaffrey anytime he steps onto the field he can just go off I mean, the receiving yards, the rushing yards, the touchdowns. I, I, I consistently see him compared to a cheat code in a Madden game. I mean, and it, it's not that far of a stretch. I mean, what this guy can do is just unreal at times. So with that being said, I'll personally be taking the Panthers plus five and a half in this game. But I definitely see the opportunity or the chance for them to pull out a big victory and kind of make a statement game heading into the back half of the season you know, when we're trying to understand who are the top teams, who are the contenders to kind of make it out of the NFC this season. Uh, I don't think a lot of people had the Panthers making it, not not necessarily to the playoffs, but deep into the playoffs this season. Uh, I believe they opened the year as a 7-1 seven, seven to one favorite or 6-1 to one favorite to win their division. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to catch the, the Saints, but they definitely are a team that can make some noise in the playoff hunt later in the season. So... With that being said, you know, I think this is a great a great game to put on to a, to a poll where I'm looking at, you know, who who's more likely to pull off an upset tomorrow um, with the first matchup being, you know, the Panthers over the Packers. Uh, the, the second game I'm going to kind of put up against it is the, the Steelers at home against the Rams at the same time in the late afternoon games tomorrow. The Steelers are 4-1 in their last five. They've had a really big bounce back after a rough start to the season. Mason Rudolph is starting to to develop a little bit more. Um, and unfortunately, though, it, it was just recently released that James Conner will be missing the game tomorrow. So I think that takes away uh, definitely a big part of their game plan against the Rams. Uh, and the Rams... With Jalen Ramsey in their secondary, I mean, they're pro- they're, they're, they're going to force Pittsburgh to throw the ball as much as they can. So I definitely see the Rams winning this game. I don't see them having a problem, honestly, covering that four-point spread. I, I think the defense will play lights out. I think that they'll score enough points. But I just find it interesting in this situation where, me personally, I, I, I think... The as I mentioned, the Panthers have a chance to upset the Packers on the road, whereas I don't see the Steelers winning at home against the Rams. Um, so the poll idea I come up with is basically, who do you think is going to be more likely to pull off the upset tomorrow? Um, the Panthers, 
as a five and a half point road dog against the Packers or the Steelers as a four point home dog against the Rams. I've done so many polls over the last four or five months. I pretty much post at least once a day over that time frame where I kind of see where the public leans. So I honestly think that when I post this poll, it's it's going to lean heavily towards the Steelers being able to pull off the home the home win, mainly because of the fact that they're at home, but also because of the fact that the Packers at Lambeau are just very, very good. Um, so that, that'll be my first poll that I post for the games tomorrow. And if you want to give it a, if, if you want to check it out, um, at next gen of fans on Twitter is where I'll post it. And I'll actually also try to post it on my, my website, sportsdadpolls.com. Uh, the second poll idea I came up with for tomorrow's games is actually for the Sunday night football game. Um, you know, for those who know me again, know I'm a big Cowboys fan. Um, I have a lot of Cowboys followers on Twitter, so I'm not just going to post flat out who's going to win the game, uh, the Vikings or the Cowboys tomorrow night, because I know that a huge percentage of people will pick the Cowboys, uh, especially with the news that Adam Thielen is out for the game tomorrow night. That's definitely one of Kirk Cousins' biggest weapons. You know, it'll, it, it'll force... It'll force um, him to look to Stefan Diggs more often, and uh, the Cowboys will know that. But at the same time, we all know that it's Dalvin Cook also going up against Zeke Elliott tomorrow. So it's a big matchup of running backs, but also I don't really want to look at that because I think both defenses are going to are gonna try their best to stop that because they do know it's, it's going to be a big part of both teams' game plans. Um, my poll idea for this one is actually based on the quarterbacks. Uh, Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins going head-to-head. Uh, you know, they've played against each other before with Kirk Cousins being a member of Washington in the NFC East, playing the Cowboys twice a year. Uh, a lot of people give Kirk Cousins a hard time, but personally, I was kind of glad when he left our division. He had some good games against the Cowboys, uh, some big throws, and he's definitely shown over the last few games that when he's given control of a game plan and, and, and is given the ability to let it loose, he can definitely make some big plays and put up some points. So um, Dak, the same thing. Uh, this season has been kind of a breakout year. There's a lot of eyes on him right now. Uh, you know, as he approaches his, his his contract situation, getting out of his rookie contract and looking for that big long-term deal. Uh, there's a lot of skepticism going into the season when people kind of heard about what he was looking for in the contract. But, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I'm glad to have him as my quarterback. Uh, a couple years ago when he came into the league, I loved watching him in the preseason. Uh, it was really hard to see Romo go down. But at the same time, when Dak came in, I was really excited to kind of see how he was going to develop. And a lot of people sometimes forget that being a quarterback in the NFL is one thing, but being a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is something different. And I'm not saying that as a fan. Uh, I'm just saying that as a fan of football, um, that a lot of people uh, probably give him a bad rap because there's a lot of extra stress that comes along with being the Cowboys quarterback. He's always in the news. Everyone's always got him under a microscope. But um, So for the game tomorrow night, though, when I was looking at the stats between the two of them, I mean, Dak and Kirk have very similar stats. Uh, Dak has a 69.6% completion percentage uh, with Kirk at 68.8. So less than a percent difference in terms of their completion percentage. Uh, Dak has thrown for 2,380 yards. Kirk's thrown for 2,200 yards. 
the Vikings have played one more game, but like I mentioned, the first few games was a lot of running, a lot of Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, in the game plan, whereas the last few weeks, Kirk's really picked it up um, and put up some big yardage. Um, Dak has 15 passing touchdowns, Kirk has 16 passing touchdowns, and the biggest gap in their stats would come in turnovers, where Dak has eight interceptions to Kirk's three interceptions. Uh, But overall, their ratings, uh, less than 10 points apart at 102.5 for Dak and 112 for Kirk. So I definitely see this being a close matchup of quarterbacks tomorrow night. So the poll idea comes down to in a game that's going to be dubbed as the battle of the running backs, which quarterback do you think will have a bigger game uh, between the two, Dak and Kirk? Uh, I'll be posting that again on Twitter, at NextGenFans, as well as on my website, sportsdadpolls.com. So check it out if you get a chance. Let me know what you think uh, and, and who you think is going to have a bigger game because at the end of the day, I think whoever plays better at the quarterback position is going to lead their team to victory tomorrow night. So um, there's that one. And as I mentioned earlier, um, just to kind of wrap up this this first episode is men's basketball and, and kind of college sports in general. Uh, I read this morning about how the Utah Utes beat Mississippi Valley State by 94 points last night to set a new Division I record uh, for the largest margin of victory in a men's college basketball game. Uh, it was previously held by Tulsa, excuse me, who had a 91-point victory over Prairie View back in 95, so it's close to 25-year record. And the question I ask is, do you think that the NCAA should be scheduling these games? Uh, I understand, you know, the storyline is always, well, it helps with the smaller schools get funding by, by accepting these matchups as basically like uh, almost practice games for these for these top schools in the Division One, but is it really entertaining to watch? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, football is a little bit of a different story uh, because of the fact that you know it's taken into consideration when they're determining the seedings for the college football playoff and the bowl season. Where you know if you win by fifty, it does mean more than winning by ten, but that doesn't happen all that much in in college basketball when you get into March Madness later in the season. So I guess the question I'm asking, and and I'll post it as a poll as well, is do you think that the NCAA should be scheduling these games? Like, at what point does it just become too much for the losing team? Because I have two sons, and... I'm absolutely going to get them into sports. And I don't don't think I'd appreciate watching someone knowingly match them up against a team that is so superior that they win by 94 points because I don't think it's fair to the teams. Um, I get that it's good for the schools, but at the same time, the schools aren't the ones out there getting beat like that. it's It's the teenagers, the players. So that's really just a question I've always kind of wondered is what does everyone else think about this? Because my opinion is they're unnecessary. Let's give some better matchups, some more entertaining matchups. And, and maybe come up with some way to give uh, some kind of a profit sharing to the smaller schools to help with their programs to develop. But getting beat by 94 points is not fun and it's not entertaining to watch. 
so I'm just curious to see what you think on the topic as well. So I'll post that along with the other two NFL polls I mentioned. Um, but that's it for today. So enjoy your day of college football, some big games, um, and I will be back and enjoy. Bye.